Hi, and welcome to episode 36 of Doing the Work with Jay and Becca. We're in 2017, and raring to go. Yeah. <laughs> There's so, so many today, things exciting, happening. We're going to talk about being busy. Ah, busy. Aren't we always all busy? What are you doing? We're also, you... I'm so busy. I'm so busy. <laughs> what do you say when people say, how are you? Oh, you know, just busy. Oh, Lots my of stuff God, on my I'm plate. so busy. <laughs> It's just so busy. It's just a busy time of year. <laughs> time of year. <laughs> That's for sure. It is a busy time of year. Oh, damn. Yeah. <laughs> and so um, let's talk about this for a minute because I assert that um, busy, while it can be meaning that, you know, we've talked a lot about the fact, or I've mentioned before, that I have a very large plate. Mm-hmm. I have a lot on my plate. People say, I know you have a lot on your plate. And I learned that from my friend, Harry Kiley, who said, well, kid, I have a big plate. And so <laughs> I have a big plate. Yeah. And I have a lot of things that I do. And um, there comes a time when uh, it becomes, uh, all the things become a distraction to me really being able to be with myself mm-hmm. and or be with whatever I need to really be focusing on. And I coach so many people that I see this happen to where busy becomes distraction and um, a, and a, a real, uh, I want to say playground, but it's not the right uh, background for burnout mm-hmm. and for fryness. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hell, if yeah. You are towards I'm so busy, you're headed towards I'm about to fry myself out. <laughs> I'm about to have to hide in my closet for a week. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't work. It doesn't serve anybody, right? No. And so how can we come at the new year where there is a lot going on and you've just come out of the holiday season? And, you know, I always find February coming up as one of the shortest. It's a short month. And there's, in Lawrence, like every nonprofit in America has a freaking fundraiser thing going on (laughs) it's true it's true (laughs) i'm not kidding there's always something lawrence i mean we live in lfk we're happy to be here and we have a lot of great things going on all the time so there's not like there's i mean literally every weekend almost you know we have stuff going on oh yeah in the winter and around this time of year though it just seems like every nonprofit's got their thing going on you know there's there's always something to do. We spend more money on babysitting this time of year than we ever do. I mean, it's just interesting. And given that it's freezing cold out, it also takes more energy to go out and do that. And it's dark. It's dark outside, which I also assert takes more energy to go out because it's dark. Yep. And Um, you're like, I don't want to do that. (laughs) I want to just be done. Exactly. Exactly. And so I think this is, uh, Getting busy is, and if you can hear yourself saying those words, and this is, you know, in my book and in in the work that we do, we talk about um, watchwords, and there are certain watchwords, and busy is one of them. If I hear myself saying that, I better freaking back off and pay attention mm-hmm. <laughs> because yeah. it inevitably means I have gone unconscious and I'm spinning my wheels. And because I don't like that feeling of I'm too busy. Right. And a lot of times when you are in that place, you're also half of the reason why you're so busy is because you are spinning your wheels and you're not working at your highest, best self. Like you are 
literally trying to grasp at straws and try to just make it through. Uh, and that's mm-hmm. where also the, you know, grind it out type of mentality comes in or the, yeah. you know, hustle, that kind of thing. And no- yeah. nothing that you produce during that time is good. And it's not manifesting. It's mm-hmm. grinding it out is not manifesting. And I want people to get that. So imp- it's so important mm-hmm. that Get the difference in energy. When you're manifesting and you're in the flow of life and you are grounded in your spirituality, grounded in what you feel has you feel good and good about yourself and good about your life, I get into a flow. I think I say it in the book that it's like I get into a flow that is magnificent. Like it is mm-hmm. easy. Things just come to me. When things don't come to me, I'm not freaked out. Like it's just easy versus... By God, I'm going to ground it out and I'm going to meet that deadline. And I'm going to work myself to the death and blah, blah. You know, it's just. Blah. And we also <laughs> tend to, I think, pile things on more. Like I've always found myself and, I, and I'm one of those people who I, I have a big plate too. And I enjoy being, I enjoy doing. I'm happiest in the space where I am being active and I am doing things and I'm, you know, so whether it's work or if it's doing something with family or whatever. I'm not somebody who is like a, I need my 12 hours of downtime or whatever and I'll I'll lose my mind. So the plate that I have is big and, but even within that, I know that I start to add things to my plate when I get in that grinded out spot that is ridiculous. Like all of a sudden, like I'm the room mom and for my kid's classroom and I'm baking cookies at two o'clock in the morning and I'm like, and inevitably, for me anyway, it inevitably includes things I don't fucking want to do. Exactly, because you start saying yes to everything. Because you're just like, I'm busy anyway, I might as well just do it. And then you get pissed because you're like, oh, or you go to, or either, there, here's one or two things that I see happen. Either you get pissed and you do the things anyway without a grateful heart. So you're not, you're not doing them, you know, from any place of, of service. Right. Or you get out of integrity by bailing on things yep. that you shouldn't have scheduled in the first place. Exactly. Right? Yep. So, suddenly you're like, well, I just don't, I, and I can make an excuse because I'm literally busy. <laughs> you know, like I can have an excuse why I didn't show up, but you're still the asshole who said you were going to show and didn't. And so here's my um, trick for uh, how I handle that. And well, I don't know if this is going to work for everybody, but this is definitely what I do. I schedule fun and downtime first. So I get my calendar out and um, I have already done this for the year. Um, I schedule myself off because I don't work on Monday mornings. Jessica and I meditate together and then we talk about the business. I don't see people on Mondays Mm -hmm. until noon at the earliest, usually until one. Mm -hmm. Then I schedule myself off on Friday at two. I don't schedule anything after Friday at two. I schedule all Saturday off. I block those off. And then I usually block off like a Thursday happy hour kind of an afternoon kind of thing. And then anytime I do a seminar, I go ahead and schedule that next day off. I know it sounds crazy, like I'm scheduling all these days off, like I never do anything. But I swear to God that I've got plenty to do in between. Oh, yeah. If I start scheduling over those times, those downtimes, then I'm pissed. Mm -hmm. And I'm out of integrity and I'm not doing what I want to do for myself. And so I say that you, you know, here's the thing. Your default mode is always, I have coached women for so long, I know that your default mode is to get her done. Yep. Like your default mode is to crank it out and do the work. It's not to rest. It's not to enjoy yourself. It's not to like go to the spa, get a mani and pedi done. I mean, none of that. No. It's to get the work done. 
So if you schedule the downtime first, you'll get the work done in the rest of the time. Yep. I promise. Oh, and yeah. if you it's not that fucking important. Right. I mean, whatever you don't get done is like none of us, you know, hold the key to the nuclear weapons. You know, that's the other no, part is like no. nothing that I do is going to like be life or death. Now, obviously, we do have some life or death folks out there. If you're like a brain surgeon, I guess, you right. know, there are definitely those things. But even then, you're not the best brain surgeon you can be if you're running on empty, you right. know. Exactly. Um, so scheduling it that's interesting uh because i have i try to do that and i think that we also you know have the privilege as business owners and recognize that not everybody gets to say i'm going to get off at two on every friday um there's lots of you that are listening that are um you know working eight to five or nine to six or you have you are your schedule is outside of your ability even you know you learn week to week what your schedule is going to look like and it might be you don't have two days off in a row or it might be overnights or whatever that might be the key to it though isn't that we have the you know ability at two o'clock it's the taking it when you have the ability to take it and take your fucking vacation days and your right. person, your flexibility days, your flex whatever days. I just read an article the other day that said something like something crazy, like over 60% of vacation days go unused every year in the United States. Yeah, it's ridiculous. So well, and here's crazy. The thing too is that here's what I see happen all the time is let's say. You know, you you do ha- only know your schedule a week at a time or two weeks at a time or whatever. So when you get that schedule, you want to make sure that, you know, you are doing things that fill you up and that you love. Mm-hmm. And so when you schedule that one Saturday you do have off to go to a movie by yourself or, which is what I like to do, or um, go to the theater or just sit in your jammies and veg on Netflix. I don't care what it is. Do not schedule over that. Right. That's the key. What happens when we get busy is somebody will come along and say, oh, gosh, I could really use your help moving my house that day. Mm -hmm. And you look at your calendar and you go, well, the only thing I'm doing is vegging on Netflix. I should really help my friend move move their couch that day. And then I guarantee you, you blow off your time. You will be so pissed at yourself that then that backfires and then you're out of integrity for yourself. I mean, it just it's like a slippery slope. Mm-hmm. So that there is so much power in not scheduling over stuff for you. It is one of the first ways that you start to really know that you value and love yourself as much as you do other people, and uh, you can honor yourself as much as you would other honor honor other people's time when you actually are willing to say, you know what, I've got something really important on my calendar that day. You don't have to tell them what it is. Yeah, ding, 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 oh my god, yes, I just, holy shit, I just had like such an aha moment around that one, because what you just said, like, that you value yourself as much as you value other people, I mean, that's really what you're doing, you know, like, you're putting, it's like, we say that you've got to care for yourself, but if you let yourself not do the thing that you, you know, if you, if you break a date with yourself, we, we let that go, but you would, you You'd feel guilty about it if you did it with some to somebody else, you know. Yeah. If you yeah. said I'd be there and then you then you don't show up, you'd feel horrible. Yeah. If you don't show up for yourself, it's like, yeah. well, that's just part of life. 
and it's I really, not. I really want to reiterate that for in, t- in terms of integrity that we for we get this because I think we talk a lot about not breaking our word for the, to other people and honoring our word and being people who say we're going to do what we're going to do when we're going to do it. But I'm telling you, breaking your word to yourself is just as out of integrity as breaking your word to other people. And your body, you will have an impact. I have an impact. If I even off the cuff say I'm going to do something for myself and then I don't do it, it always comes back to bite me in the ass. I mean, every single time. Mm -hmm. And so with my coach, I literally every week go through and go, okay, is there anything I said that I would do? Like last week I said I would work out um, three times and I only worked out twice. Right. Right. And all I have to say to my coach is I said I would do that and I didn't. And then I'm clean. Like I'm right. clear from it. Mm-hmm. But if I just act like, oh, whatever, I said it, who cares, whatever, and I don't acknowledge it, it will eat away at me because I made a promise to myself that I didn't fulfill on. Right. And you might not know that it's that thing that's eating away at you. People are unconscious to that. That's what I want people to get. Like mm-hmm. you're so unconscious to your own words, especially honoring yourself that you're breaking your word to yourself over and over again, and you're not getting that there's an impact on that. There's an impact of that on your soul. I promise you it'll kick your ass. You've got to be willing to not beat yourself up, but acknowledge that I broke my word to myself, forgive myself and move on. Right. But acknowledge it so that you don't have the impact of soul sucking, like, you know, sucking the soul out of yourself because you aren't honoring yourself or you're honoring your own word. And then suddenly it's been months right you know then suddenly it's been years sick and and you wonder why exactly and you're like i didn't take care of myself i didn't i haven't done the things that i said i was going to do for myself and and even if you are like we're giving people i think if you are probably listening to this podcast you are naturally probably a giver i mean i think that people who are attracted to this work are people who are open to that kind of thing and they have a huge heart and they want to love you know what i mean like there's those people um and so we end up taking it on and then you yeah you get sick you do whatever but now on the other flip side of that I think there are other people who use busy as a as a tool to be able to show people that they are doing good things or or you know that they're important. Where where do what do we do with that busy? Because I've done it. I know that I've done it. That busy is more about like it's it's ego driven and small is in charge of that busy. Mm -hmm. And so that's, again, where it's like, you know, I mean, anytime small is in charge, there's something that you have a need for that you're not meeting on your own. And so, you know, that's your survival brain going. And a lot of it, you know, people need to be acknowledged. They need to be um, heard. They need to be validated that what they're doing is important. And so I think sometimes when they're not getting that or they're not asking for that or they're not giving themselves that, then that comes through as, look how busy I am. See, I'm busy. Mm-hmm. I still say it's an avoidance, almost like avoidance of really being present and yeah. being in the moment with people. Um, but I do know that it's also ego driven. And so it's like, you're not that freaking busy. Mostly, <laughs> I just want people to have their eyeball on that word. Like you catch yourself saying that word. Check yourself. What's your motivation? Right. Really busy, and do you want to be? And is that who you want to be, and how you want to be, or do you want to really kind of reel it in and be present and pay attention to? You know, you're the one creating your life. So, how do you want to create it? I want to create a life where 
I'm never feeling like I'm so busy. And when I catch myself doing that, and it does creep up on me, I'm not going to lie. I mean, I definitely, you know, this, uh, the holiday times were, woo, you know, like. There's so there's something every night. There's some two things every night. So, every night, every single night, there's something to go to and something I need to show up for. And I'm happy to do it and I enjoy it. Um, I'm also grateful that I, I purposely schedule myself off work for a big chunk of time mm-hmm. at the end of the year. Because I want it and I need it and I want to be with my family and I want to be with my kids. And I mean, I purposely, very intentionally schedule myself off for quite a few days off. And um, I'm really grateful that I've started doing that for the last couple of years. And I just, it really feeds me. I, I, I'm grateful that I can do it. And you still get all the things done. You know, you still, yep. it's not that you're like, oh, okay, I'm going to take this afternoon and go to the movie or whatever. And that means that I I fail at something else because I'm taking time for myself or I'm not letting myself do that. It's also about being smart about what you take on. You know, so for people who are sitting here right now, because I am... I am guarantee to you that there are a bunch of people and most of them women who are sitting here listening right now and they are listing in their heads all oh, of the stuff that they have to do, their to-do list, and that all of it is, is equally important and things that they've committed yeah. to and it's how they get food, you know, it's how they pay their bills and it's how they take care of their children and the laundry doesn't just do itself and... Um, you know, toilet paper needs to be purchased and uh, there are things, doctor's appointments need to be made and attended and gone to and all of those things. And they're sitting here listening to us go, oh yeah, well, isn't it nice that you guys live a world in a world (laughs) that you get to take off fucking Friday afternoon and go to a goddamn movie. (laughs) It sure is nice. (laughs) I get it, and I and I get it, and I get that you know I have a lot of I'm certainly uh, clear about my own privilege in being able to do that, and I also am very clear that um, I created it this way, mm-hmm. and that I you know on purpose you know had plenty of years when I didn't have any downtime, and plenty of years when I didn't take it, and I guarantee you that I get a lot more done now than I ever did then, yeah. and part of that is because feeding me has is a priority, like feeding my soul. Mm-hmm. And when I'm filled up with my soul, then everything else just comes a lot easier. And if I even have a day where I technically someone would say, boy, you've had a busy day. When I mean that I've seen, you know, five clients plus taken my kids to the doctor plus picked up my dry cleaning and whatever, did all the things. It happens like with grace and ease. Mm -hmm. That's the distinction that uh, I want people to get is that when you're putting the oxygen mask on yourself first, that's when things happen with grace and ease. And it's a level of directed faith to know that uh, when you're willing to take care of you and honor yourself, those things will happen. Everything will get done as it's supposed to get done. And you'll be able to breathe a little bit inside of that rather than cranking it out, grinding it out, coming from a place of busy, hurried, there's never enough time. I mean, you really got to get your language and your thoughts and your words around how you're speaking about your life. Because if you're speaking that there's never enough time, guess what? There's never enough time. Yep. Yeah, you just created it. Yep. Well, you just created it. <laughs> you just made that happen. And suddenly, you, those are those days, and I can tell you I've done it, where it's like I've had that feeling of like there's not enough hours in the day. And suddenly it's five o'clock. And I'm like, yeah. it was literally 9 a.m. like two seconds ago. And and it's like the universe almost like takes your day away from you because it's like, okay, 
well, yeah. you're not going to use it wisely. Like Your mouth to God's ears. Yep. But I think, too, you know, when you think about all the things that need to be done, one of the things that I've been working on and a goal that I have that I have every year, and this is something that I'm going to continue into 2017, is to find ways to automate my life or get help for things that are on that list and things that don't fill me up necessarily are the first things to go. So if you hate laundry, perhaps you hire a laundry service, you know, maybe you take it and you bring everything, not just your dry cleaning, you know, they have those out there that's a wash and fold laundry services, uh, 25 cents a pound or whatever it is, and you do that, or you order your toilet paper on Amazon to automatically show up every two weeks or, you know, find ways to get those things off your to-do list that don't bring you joy, that that bog down the system, that don't provide you with ways that you're improving yourself and your life in any way other than just having to do it. Well, which you'd have to give up control. You'd have to give up the idea that you're the only one that can do it right. That is true. Yeah, and that's true. It took me a while to get there. It definitely took me a long time to get to that spot. And now that I've gotten there, it's like, fuck it. There are better people out there yeah. for this. Oh, yeah. I am not necessarily... And why do? Why would I choose that to be something that I like hold to this truth to be self-evident that I am the best fucking vacuumer <laughs> in the world, you know? Don't you think that those, the, those, especially those of you who are entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. I mean, one of the things I always have to do with my entrepreneurs is ask them, how much do you bill an hour? Yep. You know, I mean, I don't know any entrepreneur that's going to say, you know, I bill $75 an hour and then I go, how much does it cost to clean your house? Not many housekeepers are going to charge 75 bucks an hour. I mean, it is not worth your time to clean your house. Nope. You just, you know, you're, if you spend that hour cleaning your house, you've lost $75 or you've lost the ability to plan for the next seven, for the next $75. That's the other way that I look at it. But if you pay somebody 25 bucks an hour or 20 bucks an hour, cause that's about how much they charge, right? 20, 20 in Lawrence, people charge 20 to 25 bucks an hour to clean your house. Then you pay somebody like those three hours to get your house clean. That's only one hour of your time that frees you up for three hours to go out there and kick ass and get paid a lot more. Yeah. You know I mean? That's those kind of things that the whole gist of this is to become more and more conscious of your time and how you're spending your time and how you want to spend your time. And this is what I, I mean, I, you know, I've, I'm always banging on this and I'm going to keep banging <laughs> on it because I swear to God, when people get it, they get it. And I think you could attest to this, Becca, mm-hmm. that it, there's something that clicks in people when they finally understand there is something soul sucking about doing stuff you don't want to do. Yeah. And when you're doing stuff you don't want to do and you're getting the soul sucked out of you, it is a lot harder to do your life. Yep. When you are doing what you want to do and being able to get rid of all the things you don't want to do, and not all of them. I mean, you know, there's there's stuff like everybody. I still we still do our own laundry. I mean, there's still stuff that isn't our favorite stuff to do. It's all a work in progress. But giving up the serving on the board that you hate, or giving up the you know, I don't know, the classroom monitor job that you hate, or the whatever it is that you don't want to do. If you do that in honor of yourself, I swear to you, the universe is going to open up and give you more time and you're going to be happier. And when you're happier, you're going to be less soul sucking and Mm -hmm. you're going to be more fulfilled. That's all there is to it. And it's like, you know, I think too, that sometimes we get caught up in these things that are the have tos. Um, I think a perfect, but there also might be something else that you enjoy 
that does build you up, that aren't soul-sucking, that are things yeah. that aren't, you know, some people love, love doing laundry. I know I've got a friend yeah. of mine who, like, loves the process of laundry, yeah. sorting it and I like the completion. seeing it and, and feeling the warm clothes and hanging it up and having their closet neatly lined up and all of their things in a row. They just love it, uh, but they hate to cook. You know, they, God damn it, every time they think about what's going to be the meal that night, you know, they lose their minds. And I'm the opposite. I love to cook. I like to, I like to feed my family. But there are also nights where I say, you know what, my kids are not going to go over the edge if we end up with a McDonald's night. Like, it's, uh, it's pizza night. Guess what, everybody? And they're excited. They're super happy. And it's not, just because I love to cook doesn't mean that there are not days that it doesn't serve me in the busy factor, you know, right. like I've spent up my spoons. I've done, yeah. have you heard that? Have you ever heard the spoon theory? No, this, it's, it's for people who've got like chronic conditions or chronic like medical conditions is where it came from. But I think it fits for everyone because in the end we all have so many spoons. Uh, but the idea is that we start the day. Everybody has so many spoons and that when you do something, it costs you a spoon, right? So if you are somebody who um, has a medical issue, it might cost you three spoons to somebody who doesn't have that issue one spoon, right? So, um, you know, getting the kids to school costs a spoon. Making sure, you know, getting to work on time costs a spoon. Getting the assignment done, you know, whatever that might be. But we there's a finite amount of spoons. Like, you don't just keep getting more you don't get to add on more spoons like once they're gone they're gone and that's when you get sick or you go down and you can't do more and so if you approach your day looking at it from the perspective of I have 20 spoons to give and that's all I got and by if I get if I run out of spoons by noon then I'm screwed right so like what can I do that provides me with a level of support where I don't have to spend a spoon on something that is not worth a spoon because that might mean that I, if I lose all my spoons by noon, I might not get to read to my kid that night because I'm too exhausted. And I love reading to my kid at night. So what, it, what's the value there? And so it came out of like people who've got these medical conditions, but I think it works for anybody. You know, we all only have so many fucking spoons. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. That's a great way to think about it. Yeah. And I just think that, um, you know, most importantly is what to me- each of us to really look at, what's your measure of success and is your measure of success being busy and getting it all done or is your measure of success being happy fulfilled complete well you know for me i would rather i mean i I just have this so clear that in on this lifetime i just want to enjoy myself i just you must have been like a person who like worked in the mines or something in your previous life because <laughs> you're like this life this it's life, about happiness this like, life, i'm yeah. not gonna sludge yeah <laughs> i'm not grinding it out um no. and i just i have a great life i'm so blessed to get to do what i get to do for me my work is play and I know it's not that way for everybody, and so I really get that. I don't want to invalidate that for people. But I also have coached enough people to know that if you're willing to put yourself first and you're willing to take care of yourself and come from a place of you being the one, you're the only one, you're the all you have. I mean, at the end of the day, when it's over and you're dead, nobody else is there with you. It's just you. You're all you got. So if you're not willing to love yourself and be kind to you, 
you can't expect anybody else to be. Right. That's the most right. important thing. And if you can really get grounded in that and start having that lead your day, I swear to you the universe will line up behind it. It's just oh, yeah. one of those things that I can guarantee because I've seen it a million times. I've coached so many people who have started out. When they start out with me, they're frenetic. Their energy's all over the place. They're busy. They're free. <laughs> sick every Are you other. describing me, Jay? Is that what you're doing? <laughs> <laughs> they're getting sick all the time. They're, you know, like it's just, and, you know, after a year. Their relationships are months, suffering. Yeah. yeah. After working with me, they stop getting sick all the time. They start having more fun. They start enjoying their life more. And inevitably, they start making more money. Life starts to get easier. You know, it's just, uh, I've just seen it every time. So that's what I encourage people to do is to just get grounded this year in this is the year that I come first and then, and not from a narcissistic, like everything's about me, but like I'm going to put the oxygen mask on myself first and then serve others from that place. Yeah. Being lifted up and fulfilled. Amen. 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 And this is a great time to do it. This is yeah. a great, I mean, it's the beginning of the year. The beginning of the uh, year. We, had, we talked about our fresh start and in our New, new Year's, year's episode. Evolution. It's part of our New Year's solution. Yeah. Yeah. New Year's evolution yeah. is no longer busy. We're going to evolve into not busy people. People who are present. I like it. And being with each other powerfully. Wouldn't that be awesome? Hell yeah. Oh man. It's amazing. And I see it happening. And that's this is the year we're gonna make it make it stick. For reals. <sighs> All right. Thanks, Becca. Well, thank you so much. Yeah. Thanks everybody for listening. Come and join us on Doing the Work with Jay and Becca on our Facebook page. Let us know how you are going to do what you're gonna do and what you or maybe things that you have done to get rid of the busy uh, in your life, things that you've automated or things that you've traded off or things that you let go of. Um, when you do share, you are helping somebody else who's in that same exact spot who needs some ideas and some thoughts. So we need you to come and share with others and we appreciate you. And as always, I appreciate you too, Jay. Absolutely. I love you. Have a great week. Love you. See you next week. Bye. All right. Bye. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us on Doing the Work with Jay and Becca. We hope that you got a little slice of practical transformation that you can use in your personal and business life. And here's what we want to leave you with. Whether you are just starting on this journey of practical transformation and just starting with baby step affirmations just to focus you in a direction of loving yourself or whether you've been doing this work for a long time and you can literally say, I am thrilled with the path my life is on, wherever you are, whatever you're dealing with right now, you're right where you're supposed to be. The thing that's in front of you is the thing that's going to have you at your most powerful once you accomplish it. And what I know and what we know is if you're willing to take baby steps with progress, not perfection, and just staying on that horse, you're going to get there. And we're going to get there with you. So thanks for being with us. Now, don't forget to go and subscribe on iTunes and leave a review. Let us know what you think. And reach us at info at doing, uh, sorry, info at jayandbecca.com. And that will let us know if you have any topics you want us to cover or anybody you want us to interview. Maybe you. You can reach us on our Facebook page too, right? Yep. Yeah, totally. So um, that's just facebook.com slash jayandbecca. All right. We'll see you around next time. Bye, Jay.